No, I'm loving this, guys. These ideas are crazy. Well, this is the thing, because we talk so much on our show about, you know, how to take things to the next level. But this conversation is really like, hey, like how to start, right? And I, I really like how Navin put it, where it's like, you know, you got 52 weeks in a year, because some people think very um, quantitatively that way, right? And one way that I was thinking when you were all talking there was you got to like uh, 0.9 to 1.0 experience. And what that is, is I always, these guys know it, I always say step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Right. Like the other night, man, like going up and, and hosting a comedy show, that was me getting out of my comfort zone. But I can guarantee you if I didn't pay attention to the 0.9 and the 0.1 and 0.2 and 0.3, everything that went up to that 1.0 of getting in front of an audience that's ready to laugh. If I didn't do all these other things where I've emceed a wedding, I've, you know, hosted our own show in front of a live audience. If I haven't done things in front of an audience, there's no fucking way. I would have the confidence to get in front of a crowd that's ready to laugh. And I bring this to our attention here because if anyone is looking at getting in front of a camera and you you now need to measure how uncomfortable is that for me? Like, I, I need to be real with myself on a scale of one to 10. It's like, yo, like this is like, man, like I, I look at a camera, I get scared. Like whatever that feeling is, if it's that, then now ask yourself, what's a little bit easier than this, but it still makes me uncomfortable. You know, and then being able to decipher and think of ways in which you're going to start expanding that comfort zone. And I used to do this. And it's crazy to talk about this past tense now because it's recent. But, you know, I, I worked recently as a, a manager managing personal trainers. And the one thing they were always scared of was, oh, man, like I know how to train. I want to help people out so much. But the thought of talking to a stranger and asking them for money and, and, and getting them to be my client. Oh, that's so much. I'm like, okay, how about this? It's, you're just learning. I'm not expecting you to do that yet. So why don't you just go introduce yourself to somebody? And they're like, okay, yeah. Like, like do I ask them how their day is going? I'm like, yeah, if you want. But just go up to them and say, hey. Just talk. Hey. Yeah, my name's Anderson. I'm a personal trainer here. Nice to meet you. Bro, That's he it. knows Anderson. No way. Andy, Andy Chan, bro. Andy Chan. That's my guy, bro. Andy Chan, I hired, bro. That's my Isn't dude, that crazy? bro. Guy's a beauty, by the way, man. Shout train, out to Anderson. Train, train Andy and his brother since they were kids, man. Dude, they're beauties, man. Good, good, good guy. <laughs> That's crazy. But like back to it, right? You got 1.0 the experience, man. Y'all disagree or agree? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make you know sure. a lot of taglines. You know a lot of taglines, bro. Yo, I wanted to talk about that. Thank you. Good segue. So get this. Yo, it's 2023. No, legit. No, seriously. I'm not lying. It's 2023 and I'm sick and tired of like hearing all these little kitties who have these crazy words nowadays, right? I don't even want to name them. I think some of them are like, yo, that's Raz. Riz. Or like, Riz. yo, Riz. <laughs> Like, bro, I've never felt like such an old man. Kenny right? has a daisy twist. Yeah, All the sayings, every single. Yeah. Yo, so I got a few of my own, right? And I want to, bro, I want to brand this shit. I'm thinking about t-shirts now. I'm thinking about so much ideas. And I genuinely want to know what Nav thinks, agree or disagree, and what our audience thinks. This okay? a segment, agree or disagree? Like, no. It's kind of nice. <laughs> Turning into it, bro. This is all from the Zoom call when I was saying, I don't think we should necessarily always agree on shit. Oh, okay, okay. I got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, keep going. Keep going. Yo, don't worry. Nav and I are going to be in London. We're going to be saying all these words we have for y'all. So this is the first one. Okay. This is the first one. Is yo. Um, it's not just saying, yo, go slowly. And I swear to God, anytime you hear the word slowly, you're going to think of this. It's go slowly, slowly. <laughs> so you don't say slowly once. You say slowly twice. <laughs> Agree or disagree? Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> 
disagree. <laughs> He's like, no. Bro, I disagree, disagree. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> he says it? He says it. <laughs> That's crazy if you Yo, say it. I'll be honest. I'm going to say this right here, and I don't mean to sound arrogant. But now I swear to you, bro, I'll say one word and these guys will be making fun of me right now, but they add this shit into the vocabulary like they created it themselves. <laughs> you know, Yo, you vouch know, for yourselves. We're, we're just echoing chambers. When you say something, I can't believe some of the shit you say. So then I just say it back. I'm like, did this motherfucker just really say slowly, slowly, holy, holy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so that's one. What's another one? And we'll all kind of go round table. Like what's a catchphrase either you created or you've been saying a lot lately? I don't think I got a catchphrase, yeah. bro. <laughs> okay, I'll keep going then, bro. You really don't have any right now? Bro, I take it all from you. Um, there's one that we really like, and it's Torja. Torja hot so, takes. Torja hot takes. You know, Torja this, Torja that. Do you know what Torja means? No. No? Are you are you bilingual at all? No. Damn. I'm actually bro. learning Hindi you right now. You're a phony, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, that's cool. Aap kese? Uh, oh, yo, let's go. <laughs> yeah, nice. Bro. I'm learning, bro. Don't worry. I got basics, bro. I got basics. Home second floor. Home Hindi, man. <laughs> That'd be so sick, bro. Yo, all the mussies are going to be all over that, bro. <laughs> but Toraja means like a little bit. Torasa. Yeah. Oh, Torasa. But it's like Punjabi. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, we got a few. Got a couple. Yeah, maybe, maybe we switch it up. Yeah. The taglines. You, sure, you okay bro, with that, bro? Sure. This, might be an, this might be another cuttable part right here. time, bro. <laughs> bro. This guy only got cuttable. <laughs> Yo, take Omid off the editor duties, bro, because he's trying to make it all serious again. And we told him, we're like, yo, we got to have more fun on the show, bro. Oh, this is fun, bro. Corporate cash is, bro. CQ. <laughs> There's not a GQ, that's a CQ. <laughs> this guy, bro. That's funny. Uh, I, I think yeah, segueing into the seriousness, but uh, uh, Nav, I wanted to ask you just from like you know we talk about brands, we talk about you know content creating. Um, have you at this point kind of like have is there anything that's evolved over your kind of like ways of building brands or how you've started? Because like you know when you start in this, you have a certain way or a certain mindset going into it, but then all of a sudden you know new platforms, things start yeah. to change. Um, a, I want your perspective on like what's changed and what you think is the way, uh, but also how you've kind of navigated through building all these different uh, brands and working with clients and things like that. So first of all, when I first started, just like everyone else, I know shit. And I think like I say that because I think a lot of people don't understand that like it's okay to start when you don't know shit because that's the whole point of being an entrepreneur. The thing that changed the most in the last like seven years, um, especially within the lab, has just been social media, man. I think we all know this, like we're in a completely digital age. If you're not building a brand on social media, if you're not putting out content, no one's gonna see it and you can't build. You know, so it's like, that's been the that's been the craziest thing in the last seven years. Cause when we first started, like you kind of said this, like Instagram was there and all that stuff. TikTok wasn't there, first of all. You know what I mean? It was really just Instagram. You got some Facebook, you got YouTube. Vine. You had Vine if you wanted to do short content, but the main were like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. So there's only three platforms really. So it's like at that point, in my opinion, it's a little, it's easier, right? You're, you're making the same thing, you're repurposing it. You don't have to focus so much on the next videos or what's coming next. And as social media evolves, it's like, okay, shit, Snapchat, because Snapchat has stories you can monetize. Or Snapchat has uh, videos you can monetize. They have Snapchat shows. So you want to get a Snapchat show. Then you got TikTok, which is a whole rabbit hole in itself. Then now you have YouTube Shorts. Then you have Instagram Reels. 
Then you have Twitter because now Twitter is really, really popping off. You know what I mean? Then with us, it's like you have Douyin and Weibo, which is like Chinese social media. Then we have like in the lab India. Then you have like in the lab Japan. Then you have in the lab Spain. And you want to repurpose, you know, all this stuff. So it's like for me, the craziest thing has been like the evolution of like how many things you need to cover on social. And then the biggest thing for me that's changed is like I love Mr. Beast. Like I don't think people understand like how much he's done in the creator space. Like this dude's like worth a billion dollars. And like the shit he's doing, no one else will ever probably ever do in their lifetime, right? But one thing he did was he started putting his content out in different languages. I don't know if you guys follow him or saw this. So he started creating different YouTube channels and he essentially forced YouTube to create an option now where they're gonna embed um, subtitles and voiceovers in different languages on your channel. So you don't have to make other channels to do this. Mm. So for me, that's also been a big evolution of like, hey, we might be, we might think we're killing it, which within the lab, right? Oh, yo, like we're doing great, we're selling clothes and all that shit. It's like, then you look at like the analytics and the deeper stuff behind it. Okay, USA, like 90% of the audience. Okay. But like, who actually lives in the states that we want to target? Like, we haven't touched India, we haven't touched Japan, Spain, Europe. Like, that's where people are playing, that's where they're spending money. Like, how do you get there? You know, mm-hmm. for me, that's been the biggest thing to think about is like, damn, bro. I spent, we've spent six years doing this and knock on wood, like we've done like, we've done things like no one's ever done before, but it's like, damn, like we haven't really like done that Touch much. We haven't touched the surface because like these people, these billion people still don't know that we are like the new and one, like we are the only basketball brand out there. It's like shit, bro. Like did we just wait seven years? Or it's like, no, that's just part of the grind or like not knowing. I love, I love that you say that. I want to ask you another follow up question. So do you think it's important in this day and age to be informative or entertaining or both? How, how do you, how is someone who wants to make content, right? I want to make content. I want to build my brand. I know I sell XYZ product. Yeah. How do I, do I be entertaining? Do I have to be a comedian or someone like that has some, some, some sauce on camera or do I be informative and provide value or, yeah, I just want to know your thoughts on on that front. So the quick, the short answer is you need to find the middle ground of both. But what's something that always sells, other than like sex sells, is like comedy, making people laugh. People always want to laugh. If you're funny and you find that balance of like, yo, MKBHD, like he has his jokes like all throughout his videos. He brings in different characters. He's all informed. He's like a tech reviewer, mm-hmm. if you guys know or don't know. We were, uh, you know, we had a little bit of battery issues. We're now back on um, and we carry off where we left before we do. Just a special shout out to our sponsor, Laser Shear. If you want to, you know, clean up your skin, make yourself look fresh. You know, if you're noticing that you're aging with some wrinkles, look no further. Laser Shear's got your back with Botox, fillers. You could book yourself a free consultation in the number one laser hair removal facility um, that's been around since day one. They've been, um, you know, around in Edmonton, Alberta. They were the very first of their kind um, and they're still out there kicking ass. So if you want to make sure you look fresh and bring back the clock, book your free consultation at 780-489-1950. That's an advertisement, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro that shit was fire, man. Yo, thanks, bro. We got that shit on demand, bro. <laughs> uh, but okay, you were you were, you were were saying something, Karam. I want to bring what it back that? to you. Uh, yeah. oh, oh no oh okay oh, yeah. you, you got you got your thought 
No, no. I thought uh, Nevin was. I, I can't remember. Was somebody, something came up because you just said something or someone said something. And just like also what's changed has been like algorithms. Mm-hmm. Um, the algorithm has changed on social media. It's like how you. I don't even know how to explain the algorithm, but it's like the stupidest thing. It's basically just how they show your content or who it's pumped out to. And it's just like it's become a rat race. Mm-hmm. Like normally on YouTube, when, when we would post 10,000 hours with Dev or one of our videos, every single subscriber is getting the notification. New videos out. Go watch it. Now, how it works for, I'll give you an example on YouTube is like, okay, we have, let's say you have 700,000 subscribers, okay? In an ideal world, all your subscribers would, yo, new videos popped up, but no. They put the video out in the first, I think it's like five or 10 minutes. They determine how many people have watched the video. So they only push out the 10% of the people first. So 70,000 people get it. Based on those 70,000 people, if they get good watch time, okay, now we're going to push it to 25% people. And it's going to keep going up and up. So it's like, it's made the job of being a creator and having a brand like this even more difficult because you're not only competing with Mr. Beast and all these other million basketball creators, but you're competing with the algorithm. And with the algorithm, you never actually know what's going to hit. Because it's it's based on like if you guys are gonna watch it or not. Yeah, and even like the the first the first thirty seconds, if people just oh. click off, that ten percent is gonna go down to like one percent, and then a video that's probably that could be viral worthy is just gone. Yeah, most important vid, most important part of your video is the first three seconds. But I think Mr. Beast does it in three to five every single time. If he has his hook, there's a crazy shot, crazy sequence, and then he goes into the video. And like you're hooked, so like okay, like I'm gonna watch this because of that first three seconds, because that's where people drop off the most. Like you're right. Yeah, man. Like this is the thing. These are all such good stats, and I feel like I have to like hear this like two, three, four times to really let it sink in. I feel like I'm back in like university. I'm in stats class, and I'm just like my brain's just going elsewhere, right? But like that's it's good information. I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna lie. That's really it, important. It can be to know. a lot. It can be a lot because that reminds me that we are the little fish. <laughs> In a big ocean. Like, man, like, we're not just... Everyone's like, oh, we got to get to Joe Rogan stage. What about all the other, like, you know, B, C players that are also so hungry to get up there? So, uh, another thing from that, from that standpoint is, like... So, I want to ask you, both of you guys, because both of you guys are, are, are obviously content creators. So, how does someone stay true to themselves while mm-hmm. they create this content because i feel like now like you guys said the algorithm all the all the competition's crazy so now you have to start thinking a little bit deeper on how you create your content so i want to ask you guys like how do you stay authentic while working these strategies of you know 3 to 5 so you know first you know part of your video's got to be this cuz even like with mr beast right like i i feel like maybe and i could be wrong cuz i don't i don't i don't know his strategies or whatnot but he, I'm sure, had to go through a ton of reps and videos to get to a point of like, oh, okay, like three to five seconds or the first five seconds. Okay, I'm doing this, and it seems like it's working. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's staying authentic to his brand and how his videos are and whatever the case. So how do you stay authentic with whatever lane you're in creating content while applying these strategies? <laughs> <laughs> I always go, so I can say, or you can go. I, feel like I was gonna say, uh, like I was actually gonna bounce the same topic and ask you a question off of this. I feel like what we just talked about with even like the hook, all that shit. Do you feel like it's changing the way people are making videos and even changing the authenticity of it? Because I've, for example, I've made a video 
that was searchable that maybe wasn't completely true to myself that got over a million views that I don't really care for necessarily as much as I care about basketball training itself. So <laughs> how to dunk under as like a brown guy, yeah, yeah, right? Like I wanted to, it was something that I've done. It's something that I spend like, like crazy amount of hours yeah, yeah. trying to do it. But I didn't, I don't necessarily, I'm not going home. Actually, I'm trying to get there again. Thanks. Shout out carnivore diet. Um, to be able to dunk again consistently, but it wasn't like something that I cared about. So now I feel like the way that content is changed, how you're talking about, it shows it to the 10% for the first um, hour or so, and then I'll push it out to 25 if it does good. I feel like it's forced me to change and pivot and make content not in the way that I would necessarily want to make it, where guys like Joe Rogan, who've been in the game so early, have had the privilege of getting their name out there well enough where their content is still true to them, true to themselves. So how do you get that to be you now? Great stories are timeless. To be a great storyteller, one must bridge the gap between an alluring narrative and the audience. To pull with the heartstrings, and to shape the imagination. At Q Films Media, we're more than just a media production agency. We are a powerhouse of creative individuals, content creators, who specialize in telling great stories. Stories that are intimate and kept closest to the heart. Stories that are powerful and inspiring that spark boldness and action. We are Q Films Media. We're here to tell your story. We are always unseen. So the hardest thing, going back to like what you said first, is like, how do you build an audience that fucks with you, that engages with you, and that can be your community? And that's the point where you have to put yourself and be the most vulnerable. Because if you're not vulnerable at that point and show like your true authentic self, that's when stuff like this can happen, in my opinion. And then now you're, he's going to play the rabbit hole of chasing what other people want as opposed to what he wants. And that's how you get creator burnout and other stuff, which I'm sure you've experienced already. And that's the toughest part about being a creator is like, how do you actually find the balance of like what you want to do and what your audience wants to see? And I feel like that's why it's so important to yourself to be vulnerable Make Instagram stories, talking about yourself, ask your community certain things, but like show who you are outside of being a creator as well. Like I'll post stuff at a party or like with my wife or whatever, like just show like to bring that connection of like I'm a human, like a real person. Like I'm going to put out what I want and I want you guys to watch it no matter what I put out. That's the hardest mm -hmm. thing to do in this day and age because they can see that and it's like, no, fuck you, bro. Because there's 35 other creators that I'll go to that are giving me the content I want. Yeah, but that's but they're gonna play. They're playing the rat race, and like I just keep saying that creator burnout's like such a real thing. Like people will get burnt out by doing that because they're not passionate in it. If you're not passionate, I mean, even even like the the jumping series that I created, I was still very passionate about it because I feel like when you've done something that takes a lot of requirement, you're definitely you definitely got to be passionate about it to achieve it, and that itself. Um, but there's only so many jumping videos you can make yeah, before, before you switch into it. I would, I would say that 
even the jumping videos themselves did segue into it because it's still related to basketball. It's still a part of basketball, but it was just like um, a different niche within the niche. I felt from like an artist perspective, it's been tough because artists have certain brand, like a, a sort of a, a mood to their brand. Right. And I mean, I've noticed it just being just just being uh, a rapper is like you'll see guys who have that dark, moody sort of vibe to them. And that's kind of their brand. I've struggled with the the, the teetering of do I go the route of just posting all the good shit and posting all the high quality, like right. dope, artistic photos, videos of myself and then teeter tottering on that of like show who you are. Yeah. Show, show, show the show that you are like outside of being a hip hop artist and videographer and all this stuff. Show like the day to day. Show the behind the scenes. Show the cameras. Show the. Um, so for me, from a brand building perspective or brand strategy perspective, that's something I've had to had to deal with. Is like, do I show like I'm going to like a, a dinner or like whatever to show just like the human side, or do I take the route of just the artist where like you see guys like even the guys that are coming up, they'll have like five posts on their Instagram. They got like 60,000 followers and they got these dark, moody, like artistic photos of themselves. But you don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea. You yeah. just hear their music uh, and you see like three photos on their Instagram. I'm like, damn, like how do you, how is that balance? Anyway, that's that's my struggle. Man, C-Boy's therapy. This is nice. <laughs> you know, you know, I want to share my piece. Okay, like good. you got to see yourself. What are you about to say? I was like, as long as you stay on topic. <laughs> we'll stay on topic, bro. Don't worry. I like this conversation. If I didn't like it, I would have switched. <laughs> These guys are so bad, bro. He keeps switching it. But like, no, on the real, like you got to see yourself. Um, like that's this is the way I look at it. Bringing it back to authenticity is I want, when I'm listening to something, I, I see a piece of myself in that person I'm listening to, right? So I need to recognize that I'm a big believer and you are your audience. So whoever is living a very similar life as you or has very similar interests, they're the ones that are gonna wanna listen to your content, right? Um, and then I am guilty of when I'm listening to somebody, I actually, I wanna become a version of that. Like I wanna take in how their personality is and how um, you know their personas are, and I wanna add that into my life because then that's a value. That's gonna make me better at the things I'm doing. So when, when when this question comes up and I continue to think about authenticity, is like, okay, how am I gonna make people better that have the same interests as me? Because that is at the end of the day, in my opinion, the majority of the type of people that are listening. Like if, if you're not uh, someone who likes to try different things, likes to create content, um, if you're not someone that isn't physically active, okay, those three things, if you're not those, I don't think you're gonna listen to Second Floor Podcast. So I started thinking of what are the things I fuck with? What are the things that Cassius likes? What does Karam like? Okay, now a blend of these things, that's what's gonna get someone who also is involved in those things to listen. Yes, it goes back to understanding your niche. And that's like the hardest thing people struggle with, right? How do you define your niche? Because once you're in that niche, it's almost near impossible to come out of it on social media. You know what I mean? So that's why it's, it's so important that you guys define that and just and just run with it and i think it's okay for that shit to evolve over time the for biggest sure. struggle that people have going back to oh i don't know how to start i don't know when to do it well just understand that whoever you are now that's gonna change that's gonna develop yeah. over time and it's gonna change obviously hopefully in a good way but at least figure out what are like what do you value what are your what are you what are the personal things that you feel like you're good at 
right? Then those things are what whoever's listening also shares that are going to be interested. Because let's face it, we all want it. We want everyone to like our shit, but not everyone is. Of course. There's going to be people that will listen and be like, oh, fuck this. You know, before I used to really think about that, like I want everybody to like my shit. Now, like even creating content and there's pain behind being nobody and then there's pain behind becoming somebody and then the pain behind becoming somebody definitely has a lot of people that aren't going to fuck with your shit and that's something that i had to like kind of understand over time but even going back to authenticity a guy like sean canungo and you talk about this all the time with uh having a thousand true fans he's one of those guys that he's always consistently put out who he is and I think from afar, I, I admired quite a bit because he's one of those guys, like we're talking about, we don't usually watch people's content back to um, like full full out. I watch all of his shit full out because I, I truly think um, a lot of times we feel like people locally aren't as big as the people that we see elsewhere outside of Edmonton, but there's a lot of fantastic people within Edmonton. In, in fact, like I respect what you've done for from afar um, for quite a few times or for quite a long time because like you said i remember starting off with you and uh just collaborating and doing different things but to have that consistency because we we would hear shit all the time oh what the fuck are these guys doing or like what is this shit right and there's a lot of toll that that over time gets created where mentally you get exhausted from hearing that shit too but to be able to continue and still take that 52 weeks of content approach really takes it quite far i think people don't understand like how people are assholes like a lot of the time i don't think they understand like how much their words can like negatively impact people who are just trying to like do good things or just trying to like build themselves Mm -hmm. like you said like i know you've got a lot of hate i've i still get hate to this day from like people i don't know or random people i was just like what why like i never understood that like why would you say like you guys can't do this or like why is these brown guys training basketball? They never play pro, like all these things. It's like, but we're just doing good things in the community. Like we're doing our thing. And they're they're just mad that probably they're not in our shoes or they're not like uplifting it the way we are. And it's like, it's just a weird thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It comes from a place of envy, man. It comes from like, damn, you're doing something that like I don't even have the balls to do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and make you not do it anymore. Yeah. Because the fact that you're doing it and the light's getting brighter and you're getting all this more attention and you're doing something I can't even fathom the idea of, it, it's, it's just natural. It's straight bullying, man. We have an episode on that. Karam and I, we talk <laughs> about it. Right? But, you, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because, like, the deeper you get into the game, there's a lot less hate from guys that are even doing similar things. Like, you could be doing, you could sit in a room with all those same people and you'd be like, yo, I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing. Everybody's doing the similar shit. But the fact that you were, I think there's an understanding of what it took to get to that level and just being comfortable, comfortable just being who you are, like you were saying, and putting out content with you being completely authentic. Well, it's part of the arena too, right? You're in the arena of media, you're in the arena of branding, putting yourself out there. So I think you should have the mindset that there's going to be people that hate you and you got to just 